Hello and welcome to the Supersize Fizz Ed Podcast. I'm Dave, I'm your host, and my dog is making noises behind me. Stop. Please stop. Uh, today, my guest is, for the second time, Octavio Fierros. Coach Fierros, he teaches at a charter school in California, and I enjoyed my first conversation with him so much that I asked him to do another one. And this time we took questions, he, mostly him, he took charge of this on uh, PE Central Facebook page, took some questions, and then we discussed them on this episode. And I kind of like this because um, he turned the, kind of turned the tables on me a little bit. And um, so we're kind of a back and forth. It was, it, the last episode was more about um, him and his journey and his classroom and his program. And this one is more about answering um, questions from you, the audience, the PE Nation audience, which I really respect and appreciate and adore. You guys are awesome and girls. So without further ado, here is our conversation together, me and Octavio, Octavio Fierros. Okay, here I am with Octavio. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, David? <laughs> I'm doing great as well. I'm glad to talk to you again. And we had a fun time, the, uh, our first conversation. Yeah, you know, same here. Yeah, so um, I liked how you posted in uh, the PE Central Facebook page just some different questions. Uh, I actually posed a question about different challenges and things. And um, do you want to describe what, what you posted and some of the um, – we'll go down the list and see if we could uh, tackle some of, these, some of these, these issues people are having and helping out? Yeah, so um, I actually went on the, uh, on the Facebook page uh, for PE Central and uh, – and I asked uh, our, uh, our colleagues, our PE teachers, you know, and like what, what kind of challenges do they usually face, you know, specifically like in charter schools. Uh, uh, I just wanted to get like a understanding on what type of challenges they face, you know, in, in the profession. Yeah. Right. Can you just remind everybody um, where you're at and uh, what, like what school you're at? You know, just a, a very brief uh, overview again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I'm a physical education teacher, kindergarten to fourth grade, uh, and I work for uh, KIPP Southern California Schools. You know, used to, you know, formerly known as KIPP LA. Now they changed it. You know, just effective last week. Uh, anyway, uh, I teach kindergarten to fourth grade uh, PE. I teach 20 classes. Uh, I teach for four uh, four classes per grade level. Uh, it's a it's a it's a great you know it's a, it's a great position. I, I mean, I really like you know. Uh, Elementary PE, and uh, yeah, it's great. Just right now, enjoying my summer, you know, and getting ready to you know, start off another school year. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, uh, yeah, summer's a great time to relax a little bit, but also, um, you know, keep keep the professional learning going, and that's what I I, I appreciate about you as well. I, I, I again, I enjoyed our conversation the first time, and about just some of the different um, things going on in PE in, in your vicinity and and in, and in charter schools. And um, also, you know, I'm here in Florida, so it's, it's nice to talk to you and uh, just get your perspective on things. So um, so what was the exact question? So it had to do with oh, oh, you talk about challenges that people because we all have challenges. And I do ask that a lot of the teachers I, uh, that I interview. I say, you know, what's your biggest challenge? Um, you know, mine, I, I saw a few. Mine has always been the heat and the just the number of students. Uh, did you get some? Did you get some of those, or, or what were some of the main ones you saw that you want to talk about? 
Yeah, uh, well, I saw um, uh, uh, most of it was like, you know, space, right? You know, and, mm-hmm. and again, I, I'm just putting it more like in, uh, like in, in terms of, you know, being in charter schools, you know, right? You know, I might think, you know, public schools, I don't have much, you know, of an experience in public schools, like districts, but um, so for charter schools, I mean, for space, I mean, I, I saw that, you know, a lot of people said, you know, lack of student participation in PE. Uh, PE class used as a punishment, uh, not, you know, not being viewed as a real teacher, you know, right? The PE right. not being viewed as a real teacher. And then also, uh, you know, when uh, other people, you know, kick, kick you out of your space, you know, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and, then I, and I have a scheduling, you know, uh, like, for example, non-sequencing uh, grade levels. Like, for example, you know, you have a second grade class and then, you know, 30 minutes later, you have a fifth grade class, you know, right? And then, exactly. Uh, and then I have uh, also no funds for PE programs, uh, student athletes versus students, and also uh, co-located campuses. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of different challenges um, that yeah. we all face just in different, you know, different ways and different things. And just depending on your location, you know, your school district, everything. So, well, why don't we take a couple of those you know, at a time or one at a time. And just, I guess we could talk about this and how we deal with it, or if it's even a problem for us. So the first one you said was probably uh, space. space. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, for space, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, me personally, I mean, I, I, I'm teaching in a parking lot and then uh, also on a, on a multi-purpose room. Right. And uh, I mean, I, I have, also taught in the past like in alleys and you know like wow just yeah a, uh like a very small space you know in the in the playground you know like a little small turf you know right it's, it's just it's just very you know very limited space you know and but um that, that's actually i think the number one challenge you know for charter schools i mean you, you know you're, you're you know if, 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 you're, if you're gonna teach at a charter school don't expect to have a beautiful gym and you know right mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, most of them are rented facilities or most of them are their own building, but, you know, they don't pretty much consider PE as one of their priorities as well. So um, then, then that's where you come in and you use your creativity. And I have some solutions. You know, I, first of all, you know, yes, you know, be, be, be as creative as possible. I mean, I, uh, I, I think that that's what actually the number one uh, solution to space and also mm. Uh, just reinforcing safety and having the students move as much as possible. You know, like, you know, a lot of like locomotive movements, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, just having them to move a lot. And also, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what I actually have done in the past too, David, is uh, teach in the classroom, uh, like, you know, giving them the objective, doing the engagement there, like doing the whole, you know, think pair chair or, you know, you know, talk and chair. And then, once they know what to expect, you know that we go outside and then we actually execute the lesson. You know, so that's um, great. That, that's actually one of the um, you know solutions that I have for space. Yeah, fortunately for me, that's not my biggest concern as far as outside normal space. You know, we have a pavilion; it's covered, and I could fit all my hundred twenty, hundred thirty students out there at a time. It's not perfect for, you know, but, but it's, it's big enough for, for that, for the, especially the beginning of class. And then I have uh, a large field. I have a track, um, well, bus ramp, but it also serves as a track and two basketball courts. So, you know, I definitely have outside space. 
Now, when we go inside because of the weather, um, between the heat, the lightning, well, we don't go because of the heat, but the lightning in the area or the rain, obviously, you know, we don't have a lot of space. That's when we have to push in with, you know, into the media center or into the music room or sometimes into the individual classrooms. But that gets a little messy because we have four uh, coaches and then we have six, six classes or sometimes seven classes. And so, yeah. And sometimes it's a spur of the moment thing. You you're right. Talk about like, just, you gotta, it's, uh, yeah, I know you talk about creativity. Um, We also have to be, you know, adapt really well. Like, (laughs) like it's gotta be like, you know, lightnings all of a sudden, you know, getting close in the area. Okay. we got to go in and I have a plan for that, but you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's unexpected and we just have to get in there and, and do what we can with, with the time we have with the students. So, um, like I said, fortunately for me, space outside, isn't that big of a deal, but inside is, um, but so yeah. 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 And it's funny, David, because, you know, I I have worked in a school where I had, um, three schools in one campus, right. You know, that, you know, they're starting to do that here, you know, and, so uh, it was three elementary schools, you know, that, you know, and all three, you know, schools have PE teachers, right? A beautiful soccer field. I mean, you know, right? Um, you know, beautiful playground. It has a, like about six basketball courts. And I mean, it's just beautiful. Then, But then the whole thing about that, too, was, you know, I mean, I, 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 mean, I worked in South L.A. You know, uh, it's, it's, you know it's, it's really tough, you know, working with, you know, those type of students, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And... So I'm coming out and I'm actually, I don't even know where I'm going, you know, right? Because, you know, there's other PE teachers using, you know, you know, either they're using the basketball court or using the field. And not only that, but there's always recess and lunch, you know, going on too at the same time. So there's always traffic going on. So, you know, having too much of a space is sometimes it's challenging as well. And having limited space can be absolutely challenging too. Right. And, I guess getting ahead, think of some of the other things you wrote down. I'm just kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but, you know, talking about um, like the scheduling, you know, some of that is if you can work with your administration, like I, a few years ago, when they started doing mandatory recess in our district, which I, I, I'm all for recess, it's fine. But I, I love the people on, you know, online, they're like, yeah, recess, 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 mandatory, mandatory. it's fine. But the problem is then they started invading my space. Then they started tearing up my field because of all the traffic. Then they started actually using my stuff because, yeah. you know, I, I'd have things set up and all of a sudden, you know, let's say, uh, I, I remember very you know, vividly, it was, uh, something with like, almost like T-ball type stuff. There were T's and there were, and next thing I know after recess was there and I had it set up, you know, I went to lunch, everything was set up for my afternoon classes. And next thing I know, all the balls are gone. They're in the ditch. They're all over the place. And, Again, I, I, I'm all for recess, but, you know, you need to work with, or at least I did, work with my administration saying, okay, can we make these spots off limits? Like I, the, the field, you know, is off limits to recess because we use it and because, again, it, the double traffic was just tearing up the field. It was, I mean, it was a sand pit after like a couple months. And yeah. so I think working with your administration on, okay, you know, I'll give up, I'll give up this, but I really need this space. You know, can we figure something out here? Yeah. And uh, usually they're receptive. I mean, I've, I have a new principal now and I've had, this is my third principal since I've been there. And, and it's usually a pretty good, you know, if you obviously talk to them nicely and ask nicely and say, here's the problems and, and then maybe have a solution. You know, I think they're pretty willing to work with you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as, as far as, you know, with recess, I mean, I, I, when I started at KIPP, you know, I mean, because, you know, from experience, I have learned, you know, like, 
you know, the, the whole thing with, uh, you know, using your equipment. And I was actually very clear that, you know what, um, is there going to be like a specific budget for recess equipment and also for PE? You know, is it going to be separate? You know, right? You know, that's my question because, you know, I, I wouldn't want my PE equipment to be rolling around during recess time. You know, and, and it's, 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 it's like, I mean, I always make this, I always talk to teachers, you know, and, and administration, and I, just, I, I always tell them, hey, you know, I mean, how would you like it if I go into your classroom and just get books? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Right? It's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it's, it's, you know they, they have to know it in their own words, too, you know, in their own language as well. And, and like you said, also, too, you know, asking nicely, you know, but, you know, being demanding, but also, you know, just making sure that, you know, you're also respectful at the same time. Yeah, and I no, I totally agree. And I think some people, and myself included, especially when I first started there, I was a little nervous to, you know, I just wanted, didn't want to rock the boat, you know, whatever is, you know, the normal there or the norm that's, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I'm just, I don't want to, but I think you need to, you know, uh, not in a bad way, but you need, you need to fight for your space. You need to fight for your, your stuff. You need to, you know, um, even the scheduling, like, I, again, I know I'm jumping ahead, but um, I, you know, I fought for that. And even this year, my principal's like, well, you know, because they're, they're coming up with a new kind of schedule. And she asked me my input because I said, I went to her and I'm like, well, you know, I want, if possible, I want to keep it where the, the younger students are in the morning, the older students are in the afternoon um, because of testing and things like that. Because then they had a flip-flop schedule at the end of the year and all this stuff. Um, I'm the one who got that changed originally because it used to be the, the bigger kids in the morning, the younger kids in the afternoon. Um, and also because of the heat, I didn't want kindergartners out there when it's 95 degrees out. Um, that just, you know, but anyways, um, you know, like she asked me about that cause, and, and I, she's like, well, why do you want this? You know, like this. And I said, cause of equipment too. I don't want first grade, then fifth grade, then kindergarten. Then like, I can't, I don't have time to be switching out all this equipment and, and doing, you know, we just don't have time for that. And so to keep like let's say K two sorted together and then three five together or or whatever the situation is, you know that helps me on managing equipment and the flow of traffic and just all this stuff. So um, again, I think working with your administration is a good thing. Um, you know, be firm. Also, you know, keep you know it, if it's your equipment, it's your equipment. If it's your space, it's your space. But um, you know, it's you. It, I think it's okay to fight for it, though. It's it, in a respectful way. It, it's just don't just be a door, doormat and say, okay, well, that's just how it is, you know, uh, and then be miserable the whole time. I, I think it's okay to work with them and and the teachers too, and just say, hey, like you said, I told the teachers because we have a bathroom, we have two bathrooms, well, a boys and a girls, and a water fountain on the pavilion. And I told them when they're at recess, they're not allowed. To, like sometimes they send kids. I mean, I'm in the middle of. I'm not kidding you. I everything's quiet. I'm talking to 130 kids and they'll send kids to the bathroom or to the water fountain from recess. And I'll send them back. I'll be like, no, I'm in the middle of teaching. Like I don't come in your classroom and use your bathroom while you're teaching math. Like I just, you know, and I know some of them probably got mad at me for that, but I think they learned, like, I don't mind if we're in stations, there's music playing and all this stuff. But if I'm teaching, you can't just barge in my classroom and use my bathroom or the water fountain. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, hey, Ken, you know, I'm, I'm very curious, David. I mean, uh, can you give me like a rundown of how your schedule looks like? You know, like, you know, like what grade levels you see first and then from there, like a sequence. Yeah, now I'm not 100% sure if it's going to stay this way because um, she hasn't sent out the master schedule. She's going to send out next week to all the teachers. But I uh, let's, let me talk about last year, I guess. Last year yeah. it went, 
Actually, I had a, it was kind of crazy. Um, I got there at around eight, eight thirty. I had, uh, I guess I'll just give you the whole breakdown here. Eight thirty. I had car rider, like the parent drop off till about nine. And then I had a plan. I had planning till 10. I, I didn't even see kids till 10 o'clock last year. So then I saw, let's see, I went second grade, first grade, kindergarten, 40 minutes each. And it's actually made 45 this, this year. She's making four, she's adding five minutes, which is great. Um, but she's putting no minutes in between. Like there's no time in between, you know, from one class, like a group leaving to another group coming in. So I know that's going to cause problems. There's been teachers that are late. That's another, that's a big problem I have too. Teachers yeah. are late. We're standing there. We're, you know, again, a hundred plus kids. I got another hundred plus kids coming in. And it's like, I can't have people being late. Um, so then we have, a, we had a lunch for uh, 40, half hour, 40, uh, like 40 minutes. And then we saw a third, fourth, fifth, but that went right to the end of the day. Like then I was like bus ramp. I, I do the bus ramp at the end of the day too. I mean, it was like right to the end of the day. Um, and it, it was, I don't know. I, I liked having the planning in the morning because I got to set things up and get things just right. And I had a little more time, but in the past, when I had a little bit of time at the end of the day before the buses left, like that was my planning time. Um, you know, I kind of like that too, or I, I might like that better, especially when there were, there were issues with, with children and teachers are demanding me to write them up. Well, well I'll write them a write them referral or, or write them a minor infraction, which, and things like that. I hardly have time to do any of that. Like I just, cause we have class, 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 class. And then by the end of the day, it's like, I just, I haven't had time to deal with some of these, the things going on. Um, or if, even if I, you know, if I want to just write, write somebody, I have no, no chance to call a parent or, I mean, after school I do, but not during it's like, go, 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 go. Um, yeah. but that's, uh, I'm not sure how it's going to be this year exactly, but that's how it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as for me, uh, the, the kids, uh, they, they start school at 7, uh, 7.45, and they finish at 4. You know, so, you know, kids have some very long days. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my, my, my prep is from, you know, 7.15 to 9 o'clock. You know, I, I mean, based on last year, I mean, this year, mm-hmm. of course, it's going to change. It changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Uh, so by 9 o'clock, I'm, I'm actually very fortunate to have actually sequence grade levels so, on Kinder and I finished the fourth grade. So from nine to ten thirty, I have kindergarten and first grade, and I have them for forty minutes each. I see them twice a week, you know. So I see them for a total of eighty minutes a week, uh, Tuesday to Friday. On Mondays, I'm teaching more like uh, uh, fourth grade, you know, character building, you know, and uh, uh, team building, uh, cooperate with the social justice into fit PE. So that's that's you know, pretty cool. But anyway, um, yeah. So yeah. So from nine to ten thirty, I have a kindergarten and first grade. Then I have a ten thirty to eleven. I had a prep. From eleven to eleven forty, I have lunch. I don't like having lunch at eleven, by the way. It's too. Early. <laughs> but, I mean, because I mean, from eleven forty to four o'clock, I'm nonstop. You know? Yeah. I mean, and literally nonstop. I mean, there's no gaps in between classes. I mean, one class comes in, one class you know comes out. It's you know mm-hmm. nonstop. You know, from 11.40 to 12.20, I had uh, second grade. Uh, and then from 12.20 to 1, I had another second grade class. We're actually switching from another specials class. So I always switch from the class that I had music, right? So music and PE will always be exchanging. And then uh, from like about 12.20, I mean, from 1 to 1.40, it would be third grade. Uh, 140 to 220 would be another third grade class, and then 220 to four is two fourth grade classes. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, I do like having Kinder first. I mean, I, I, I mean, I used to, you know, I used to have Kinder at 1240. <laughs> Man, it was really bad. You know, I mean, it's kids are really, they're done. They're tired. Right they're tired yeah. yeah. And, and it takes on, you know, it takes on your energy, you know, and <laughs> so by, by 120, you know, by 120, I'm like, man, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I, I had non-sequence, you know, at one time I had a, I started off with second grade, which was the best grade level, you know, right? Second grade in the yeah. morning. Uh, and then it went from second to second, fifth grade, fourth grade, kinder, first, and then sixth grade at the end. <laughs> from first to sixth. And right. No seconds, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that, that was my battle with the admin, you know, the talk, you know, talking to them about, you know, okay, so you know, I would like you to tell me how can I possibly, you know, like transition, you know, from first to sixth grade, not only physically, but mentally too. You know, yeah. You know, well, how'd you do that? Uh, how'd you handle that? Well, it, 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 you know, it's, it, it, it's something that you learn along the way, you know, that, you know, you have to just be adaptable to that, right? Um, I was always, I, I had equipment set up for, I mean, because I had lunch and then first grade and then sixth grade. So I was already setting up equipment during my lunchtime, you know, for first and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So by the time the sixth graders come, they have everything set up. You know? Right. Yeah. That was one of the things that I did. But yeah, scheduling can be, you know, a challenge as well. Right. Well, what else you got on the, on the list uh, yeah. you want to talk about? Yeah, um, how, how do you also deal with uh, you know student participation? You know, you know I mean, I know I mean, we have, we have elementary. I have my views on it too, but I want to just hear it yeah. from you. Wow, uh, uh, that's a tough one because. I mean, I'd say for the most part, the kids want to participate. The students, most students want to do something, want to participate. We do have those few. Um, again, when you have 130 kids, you have 130 different personalities, and yeah. and it's um, there are times when. There, there's, honestly, there's times when I give kids, I give a, a kid a break, almost like a free pass for a day. Um, not always, but it's, if it's one of those kids that never complains, is always doing the right thing, is always participating, and they're just like, "Coach, I just, I just don't feel good today," or, or just, and I'll try to talk to them. It's hard though sometimes because we have so much, so much going on. Or I'll send one of my coaches over, like, "Hey, to like to the picnic bench or something. Hey, can you go talk to this, you know, the student real quick and see what's going on?" And um, you know, so. We do our best to encourage them. If they don't absolutely want to play, um, we might, I might give them a, you know, I might, I try to give them a choice. You know, if we're playing a certain, I'm just giving an example, like a certain basketball game, I, I don't know, on the, on the courts, and we're playing, a, I don't know, a tag game in the field, and they don't want to do the tag game, I'll be like, okay, would well, you want to go try the basketball game, or do you want to go try this? Um, you know, for the most part, honestly, I, I don't have the, this problem that much. I know it sounds crazy, but for the most part, kids want to play. Yeah, there are a few that just don't do anything. And a lot of times I have to ignore it. I hate to say that if it just because I, I can't with that many kids. I mean, I'll, I'll try. And again, I'll send coaches over there. And if nothing else works, um, there are times when we'll call the uh, the guidance counselor down and say, hey, can you just is there any way you could talk to this child? Um, sometimes kids won't even talk to me. They just don't want to talk. And I, I understand that. Um, and I said, well, maybe you can, or we'll call one of their, uh, most of the, te- a lot of teachers, or a lot of the kids have mentor buddies and we'll call their, you know, their buddy down and just say, Hey, can you, you know, talk to them for a minute? Um, it's, I, 
I don't have a great answer for it, I guess. But there are times, like I said, when I give a pass. Um, but there's some kids that are chronic, like every day. They don't do anything. Or, you know, in that case, obviously, you know, I talk to the teacher. Um, I might send a note or call home and just say, hey, you know, so-and-so's uh, just doesn't seem like they want to participate. You know, is there anything I can do to help? Or do you have any suggestions? Is there anything they really, really like that I can, you know, maybe we could figure something out? Um, and usually that takes care of it. I haven't had super amounts of problems with this, but... Um, well, well, go ahead. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the, I think it's, you know, um, it's easier for elementary, you know, like from experience I have, uh, have never had a problem with, you know, uh, participation, you know, uh, once middle school hits and that, that's something different. You know, right. And, and I, I mean, research shows that, you know, those, I mean, those, those, you know, children who did not have elementary PE, you know, most likely are not going to participate in middle school PE. You know, and think and think mm-hmm. about it this way. I mean, you know, you fall behind academically. You know, elementary. You know, you, you, know, you fall behind in reading. What's going to happen by the time you get to high school? You know, like right. You know, I mean, you're, you're embarrassed. Yeah. You know, you start acting out, and, and you know, and it probably leads to dropouts. You know, too, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, same thing here with you know middle school. I mean, middle school is like really difficult. You know, for students like, oh, you know what? I can't even catch. I can't even throw a ball. Why? Yeah. Yeah, you know, once high school hits, then you know it's different. You know, high school is a requirement now. You need to have at least two years of PE, at least in California, you know, to graduate from high school, right? But elementary is is really simple. I mean, like right now, I have one hundred percent. Actually, this one student that doesn't participate at all, you know, with the class, but you know, he's still using my equipment and doing something else. You know, like okay. At least, at least he's being active, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's a very high percentage. I mean, all students love PE. They love coming to PE. Everything I throw at them, they do it. So um, it's, it's not really a challenge. But um, I think, you know, uh, you know, as, as, you know, when it comes to solutions, you know, uh, giving, giving students, you know, like an interest form, what do they like, right? You know, what's their mm-hmm. favorite sport? Uh, what kind of books do they like to read? You know, like, what do, we, you, know, what do you want to learn? What do you want to focus in? You know, like, um, like, uh, you know, what is your, like your one of your weaknesses, and just try to get to know them so that way they actually value, you know, what you do as well. You know? Right. And, uh, giving them the why, you know, like why, why are we doing this? Why are we learning how to Why are we learning how to throw a ball? You know, uh, why are we learning how to you know uh, move in open space? And you know, just giving them like a the reason why we're doing what we're doing so that way actually they actually get to know what why is. yeah that's a great answer i love it yeah and uh and this is where us peach just come into play you know i mean a lot, there's a lot, there has to be a lot of motivation you know like uh we have to you know you know we actually do encourage our students always to participate but also motivating them always have that energy you know that rubs up on the kids too so mm-hmm. yeah love it that's great what other questions um, arose in the chat? Yeah, we also have, uh, you know, uh, uh, not being viewed as a real teacher. You know, have you ever had that problem? <sighs> yeah, and actually we had a, there was a kind of a Twitter conversation this past week. I know by the time this gets out, it'll <laughs> be behind. But um, Justin Schleider, a friend of mine, a teacher in North, uh, sorry, New Jersey, he posted, he did a blog post about um, just the different, uh, term terminology, I guess that you know, we're, of us physical education teachers are called by, or 
or not maybe not respected uh, as a teacher. And I mean, I, I don't know. It's tough because I don't I don't have I guess that doesn't I don't know if it doesn't bother me as much or I, it, it is a factor. I mean, we, we want to be viewed as educators. We want to be a part of the team. We don't want to be just, you know, send the kids to specials if they're misbehaving or, or not send them if they're, you know, misbehaving or it, it shouldn't be like one of those things where it's like, well, whatever, just specials are just, you know, free time or whatever. And it's not the case. Yeah. The, the problem I have is, uh, well, I mean, along those lines, I guess, and this is what I posted that my, I almost lost my, I mean, I lost my mind when I, my, my assistant principal kept calling what I do uh, and what we do at PE is unstructured time for the kids. And that really bothered me. Like that really bothered me because, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I really, like, I was really mad. And, um, when I talked to my principal, I, I, I even said that to her, I go, I go, I, if she says that one more time, that's unstructured, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to lose my cool here because, yeah. and she's like, well, she didn't mean like that. She means, you know, it's not as like in the classroom at a desk. And, and I do understand that, but I'm like, you know, I have these games have strategies they have levels they have you know coaches are right there watching it's not like it just go kill each other you know it's not it's not yeah. just throw or and it's not just throw out a ball and and say go and just you know it's and so to say that we're, what we're doing is unstructured is i don't know kind of ridiculous and, and i understand she's maybe it's just the wording there but um yeah i mean we want to be viewed as part of the staff and i and we are i, I think i hope but, you know, I, 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 I do see that. I see, I mean, I see the clicks. Um, a lot of times it's like I'm by myself or, you know, at a, at a meeting, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not part of this group. I'm not part of this group. The, the professional learning really doesn't, uh, I mean, I guess sometimes, inv- you know, includes me or, or, but for the most part, you know, I have to go to professional learning that's dealing with, uh, math, which I love math, but I'm, I don't, I mean, certain games I teach math, you know, I have math inv- incorporated in my games, some of them, but you know, for me to be at all these professional learning things. And it's like, well, you know, why am I learning about this new reading program? If I'm now, I'm never in the classroom. Um, and I'm, and I'm not teaching that. And yes, of course I incorporate some literacy of, into my lessons, but so I, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I, it's, that's a tough one for me, but I think if you show them that you are, uh, you have learning objectives and you have essential questions and you are showing the, the how, what, why, or, you know, you're, you're incorporating these things. I think you'll get that more, more of that respect. I could be wrong, but, um, if they see you as a teacher and not just as a, you know, free time recess guide, which we're not, but you know, <laughs> what do you think? Well, yeah, yeah. I have, um, the, in the last two years I have done a lot of like work, you know, like our work to advocate, you know, for, you know, for PE. And also us special teachers, you know, since we're in a team, you know, we have done also the same thing. I mean, the art teacher has advocated for art, you know, science, you know, and music, and right. But um, you know, we we um we we put our heads together and we did a lot of um we did like a unity agreement with the classroom teachers, you know, like doing staff development. We did like a like a professional development on our specials class, you know, so we actually spread out all the classroom teachers and. Uh, we we had them rotate, you know. So like, a group of teachers will go and get like a a glimpse of an art class, and then nice. another group of teachers will go, you know, to a PE class just to get a preview, right? And then right. when we came back, um, like it was just 
amazing how these classroom teachers were like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is this what students do? Yes, this is what our, you know, our, what our children do in our school. You know, this is, you know, right? It, it is not just, like you said, free time or unstructured time, right? This is, you know, actually physical education time, learning time, you know? And we also like, you know, I, I heard from, from a teacher who left, you know, uh, our school uh, a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. He, he told me, you know what? I'm leaving because we are actually treating our students like robots, you know, like, you know, how to, like, how to say it, you know, and how to, when you are, you know, teaching, make sure that you have your, you know, your hands folded and you're sitting crisscross. Right. You have your eyes on the teacher and, you know, you know, it's just very robotic, you know, like very, very highly structured in the classroom, right? But then when it, but then, when it comes to you know going out for PE, art, music, they're being themselves, and that's what we want. You know, we want the students to be themselves every time, not just in the classroom where they are always going to be always told how to sit, how to look, how to put you know how to fold your hands, you know how to push in your chair, how to stand up, you know, little things like that. You know, and, but um, mm -hmm. it, it, but we we have we have come a long way you know, to advocate. Uh, you know, we, we, we do attend professional development with the classroom teachers as well and, and try to attend more, you know, more meetings with them, you know, try to socialize with them. Invite the classroom teachers to your PE class too, you know, I mean, have, I mean, oh, they have prep? Well, 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 we have a prep too and, you know, during our prep, you know, sometimes I'm actually like, you know, pushed in to go into the classrooms and support too. So how come the, you know, that's <laughs> the same, right? You know, right. So, you know, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're all credentialed, you know, right? Thing. We, all, we all have a state a teacher's license. So, you know, we're all teachers, you know, have them come in and, you know, just, uh, you know, hey, you know, come and join a PE class, you know, you know, it, it goes a long way, you know, and it's, it's, it's for the students, you know, and, you know, it's for them, you know, it's not for, you know, it's not for us, you know, it's for them. And also, um, I see uh, attending, you know, a lot of PE conferences as well, you know, uh, I think it helps, you know, that we meet other PE teachers that, you know, that have the you know, similar challenges as similar challenges as well. Right. And we could like vent with them, right? But also, um, you know, getting acknowledged in, in conferences and coming back to our school and saying, hey, you know what? You know, um, I became the you know teacher of the year or the teacher of the week, and you know, I got this certificate. And you know what? Uh, I attended this professional development this conference, and I would like to lead. A PD with you classroom teachers on what I learned, you know, so that way they actually see that value. Yeah, I think that's great. And actually, you reminded me of when I taught in North Carolina. I was actually a classroom teacher, but the principal had—I don't remember exactly what was going on—but at one of our professional development meetings, the art teacher ran a big portion of it, and we got to see—and he was phenomenal, like his just how he taught. We got to see him in action teach adults. And I learned so much from that, just watching him teach. I was like, I was just amazed. And, and it, it still carries over some of his tactics and some, I just, uh, just some of the things he did, I still remember and, and still, you know, implement. So um, I think that'd be great to have. And I actually asked my former principal before, I said, well, if, let me know if you want me to, uh, you know, do some professional development and just some fun games like icebreakers or even just, you know, show them how to use our new equipment, um, maybe for recess if they want to borrow it or something. And it never really, uh, she was kind of like, yeah, 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 but never really anything. And then 
um, my new principal, uh, sounds like she might be respe- receptive of it. Um, be, of just some, uh, a thing I want to bring into the school, some, a new kind of equipment thing, I guess. And, uh, she's like, well, you know, if you want to get it, get it. And then you could teach staff how to use it and everything. It's, it's literacy based too. And, and uh, with math too. So, um, I'm hoping that works out and you're right. Maybe they'll see it, you know, they'll see things from our perspective and that will help. Um, you know, wow. You know, you, here's what you guys do out here and this is what you have to deal with. And this is this many kids and this is the time frame, and, and all the things you're doing, um, I think would be a great, it's a great idea for anybody. Yeah. And my advice to, you know, those new PE teachers, because I see a lot of, you know, like on PE Central Facebook page, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, PE, you know, PE teachers are going like, Hey, this is my first year. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, and, and I have my confrontations with admin, you know, uh, just advocate as much as possible. You know, I mean, I, I when I started at KIPP, I, I started, you know, this, this program from, you know, from scratch. I mean, from the, right from the bottom, because before me, there was no, you know, there was never a PE teacher there. There was actually more like a teacher assistant teaching right. PE. Wow. Right. And, and that was, um, I was like, I mean, how can, you know, like, I mean, it's a charter school. So, I mean, they, they don't have their own, you know, contract or union. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I, I, I can't believe that they had a, you know, a teacher assistant just like supervising, you know, and they're calling it PE as well. Yeah, right. That, that's why I had a you know hard time with fourth graders, you know, this this past year because, you know, when when I started, they were in third grade, and they were already used to having just come out and run, you know, run around and <laughs> around and everything, and and I had to clean that up, you know, and it took time, you know, like oh yeah, no, this is physical education, no, you know, I, I thought PE was just like, you know, running and no, you know, I'm gonna show you what PE is about, you know. And, and it, it, it took time, you know, they, they, you know, they finally got the message, you know, but like right now, the second and third graders, well, they're going to be in third and fourth this past, this, you know, this coming year. I'm very excited about that group, you know, because they, they already finally got my, you know, philosophy. They, they got, you know, how I teach PE, they, they understand my routine, you know, they, you know, they know me, we already build relationships and it's going to be easier now. That's so, great. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I got time for a couple more, if we could. Um, I know we were talking about um, no money, no the budget. Yeah. Do, do Do you have? A, you don't have to give me numbers if you don't want to. But do you have a budget? And I'll tell you mine in a moment. Yeah. Uh, I um, I don't have the exact number, right? Because it varies every year, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think I had like about two thousand, you know, last year. But um, I think that, you know, I'm I'm very I'm very fortunate because I actually do ask. You know, like if I ask for this and I ask for that, then they go, okay, you're fine. You know, and we'll give it to you. Like, maybe like 90% of the time, you know, it will be approved. You right. know, if it's not approved, it's because, you know, something happened, you know, with, you know, you know, under, under end, you know what I'm saying? Right. We're not going to go like, wait a minute, we're not going to give you these, you know, basketballs. I mean, if you order a basketball already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm very good at taking care of my stuff too. Now I always, you know, uh, preach to the students about taking care of the equipment as well, and and also telling them, hey, you know what, you know these, you know, this equipment stays in PE. It's all labeled PE, you know, not for recess, right? But um, yeah, I mean, I, I but the, uh, on the other hand, I have I have used runner shoes and I have ordered Fitbits, you know, you know, and we we got you know Fitbits funded from from donor shoes, 
I have done farm raisers as well, you know, just for the head of it, you know, but yeah. <laughs> well, great. Yeah. I, I get, um, I think $900 a year, which sounds like a lot, but it, when you have that many students, uh, you, you know, I try to make every dollar last. Like I, and I, it's funny because I put out a couple of podcasts about this, about my, I did a whole equipment series on this and even grants and things like that and how to make, how to get money for your program. So um, I'll have to link this up in the, the episode notes as far as if, you, if anyone wants to go back and listen to these. But um, I guess the thing is, well, first of all, yes, having the students know how much things cost sometimes helps because it's funny, the music teacher does this. And I asked her why, like, she'll actually put down on um, some, um, I'm thinking of the, her xylophones. Like she has a bunch of xylophones and she actually puts nut prices on them. Like it says like $1,200 and like, or you know, like $1,500. I'm like, I, I, I asked her this a couple months ago. I'm like, well, um, just out of curiosity, why do, why do you do that? And she's like, well, I just want the students to understand how much these are, these are worth and how much, you know, the school, I think she got a grant, but how much between the school and the grant, you know, these are expensive things and they need to take care of them and, and, and make them last. And, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I don't actually put prices on my stuff, but, um, I do tell them like the gator skin balls. I mean, those are like, you know, 10, $12 each and they start ripping, you know, they start, the kids start picking at them and stuff or putting their finger in the little holes. I'm like, guys, you, you don't understand it sounds like I have a lot of money to spend and I, I really don't. And these have to last. Or if they're sitting on the, the basketballs and they know that's one of the rules they, because they get warped or they get, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I just, they know that's a rule and not because I'm trying to be mean, but because I'm trying to make these things last and keep their shape. Um, you know, so um, I guess this is a, actually a bigger, it's a bigger question than I thought because there's actually a lot of different things. There's grants. I, we've written uh, a lot of grants actually. Um, our district actually has a, there's a foundation that works with our district. It's not technically in the district. I mean, it's, it's physically in the district. It's technically not, technically not part of the district, but it works with our district. And uh, we get write grants every September, October. And I've gotten a bunch of them approved for different, like uh, heart rate monitors, pedometers, um, just all different equipment I gotten um, from them, from it, like workout equipment, all this sort of stuff. And I mean, I don't always get it. Actually, I, I got it re rejected last year. I was kind of surprised, but um, I, I even got the rail yard. I'm going to be interviewing the rail yard uh, obstacle course uh, team or um, actually tomorrow. Uh, do you know what the rail yard course is? The obstacle course? The blip, it's these pieces that fit together. It's like 70, over $7,000 I wrote a grant for. And yeah. uh, it was, it's phenomenal. But uh, the problem I have it, <sighs> is when, and I see this a lot, like you said, on the Facebook page, like some people are like, well, I have no equipment and no money. And I mean, if that's really the case, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, I, I, I still think there's some things you can do and there's some either by reaching out to, to the community, obviously talking to your administration and also making things, you got to be creative. Like you said earlier, you just have to be creative with your resources. If all you have is you know, a bunch of gator skin balls and some basketballs. I mean, it's not ideal, but there's things you can do. And, you know, tennis balls. I have a guy that donates tennis balls to me all the time from the local tennis court when he's done with them. He just gives me, he brings me a whole bag full of tennis balls. And so, you know, one of the things we do when we have just the pavilion, because it's, let's say it's been raining and this happened quite a bit at the end of the year, we have just the pavilion and the, everything else is soaking wet, but I don't want to go inside. I'll give every kid a tennis ball. Cause that's what I have the most of. I have one, like one per kid. I don't have 130 basketballs, but I have like 400 tennis balls. So, 
you know, everybody gets a ball and then we do different drills with it and a tennis ball. And I just think there's ways you can be creative with your resources. Um, I know it's not always perfect. And if any, some people listening might be like, well, I have nothing. And, and I really feel bad for you if you have, you have zero budget and zero equipment. Um, but I think there are things you can do. Like I yeah. said, you know, yeah, I have, um, I have used like, um, you know, and, and my wife hates me for this, but you know, I, I actually do, you know, expense from my own pocket too, you know, right. But then, you yeah. know, but, uh, you know I, when I, like, for example, I mean, I go to downtown and there's like a, like a soccer store, right. They sell cones, you know, and everything is wholesale. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like a 24 cones for like about seven bucks. I mean, where else, where else are you going to get that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And, you know, there's a, you know, tether balls, handballs, you know, uh, soccer balls, you know, of course, you know, the quality is not the same as the ones that you get from, you know, Flyhouse or, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're durable, you know, at least for, you know, for the meantime, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, then uh, that store, I don't know, there's one, uh, there's some bird. Uh, uh, five, was five below. There's a, so, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're great. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like a bunch of fitness equipment, they're dumbbells for like five bucks, you know, like, and um, I've gotten some footballs and yeah, different volleyballs, and I've gotten a bunch of stuff from there. Yeah, and you know, and and then you know, especially the pool noodles. You know, I mean, you know, I, I heard that something for fifty cents now, forty five cents, especially yeah. right in the summer. You know, right? You know, so you know, those are the, those are the you know the, the equipment that I actually buy from you know from my own you know pocket. I mean, why am I gonna buy pool noodles from Flathouse? You know, <laughs> right? You know, them for fifty cents each. You know, right? So. um yeah, but that, that's that's been my whole uh, thing about buying from my own pocket too, and I actually label it by you know putting my initials too. I mean, I don't put PE, you know. Yeah, I good just, idea. Like I, I take it every summer and I put it right here, you know, in my garage, you know. But um, good. Yeah, uh, you know, but but yeah, but I'm very fortunate that my school usually does say yes most of the time. Yeah, I think that's great. And again, I I know there are some teachers that will probably think we're crazy and they don't, they don't have this stuff, but I, I just, I really think if you, I don't know if you reach out to people or if you, again, reach out to your administration and, and just, even if you have the bare basic necessities, I think you can make it work. It's not, it might not be perfect, but you can make it work. Yeah. And also let, let, let your administration know where, you know, you got those tennis balls and, you know, like, like, I mean, mm-hmm. telling them, like, you know, because they, they, they come out and they go, okay, you know, we ordered this equipment. No, you didn't. You know? Like, you, right. me, I, you know, like, uh, what I did was I went to, uh, you know, around the community and there was, uh, you know, like, you know, like a big five and, you know, all that, all that equipment that they actually, like, you know, is, you know, returned or whatever and it's not really, they're not selling it anymore. Hey, come and donate it to a PE program here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, let the administrate let your principal know, hey, you know what? It's just, you know, I, I got this, you know, a couple of tennis balls or you know, basketballs donated to us too, you know, right? So that way they actually know that you put an effort into it, not just like asking for it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, uh, do you have this uh this problem, David, student athletes versus students? No, um, I mean, again, elementary school, a, a little bit. I, and let me let me see if I'm I'm getting this right. Is it is it that the kids, the parents, don't want them to participate because they're going to have like a tournament later that day? Is that what is that what the question is? Something like that, or no? Along those lines too, David. You know, and also uh, you know, like uh, like you know, athletes not participating, you know, because you know they uh, 
You know, they're they're just too good. You know, what I'm saying, you know, like uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, and it this happens mostly, you know, like in high schools, right? You know, students, you know, speak yeah. out and right. Uh, like right here, we have. Um, uh, I don't know in Florida how the the, the this law that you know that just passed in California a couple of years ago, like five or six years ago. Uh, if you don't, if you if you pass the fitness test in ninth grade, then you don't have to take PE again. You know what I'm saying? Oh wow! Yeah. So so in tenth, you know, because it's you know the, the requirement is two years of PE. Now, so if you don't, so if if you don't meet the the healthy fitness zone in all six areas of the physical fitness test in ninth grade, then you're gonna have to take PE in tenth grade, and also actually you got to you have to take tenth and eleventh grade of PE, right? And mm-hmm. I don't think nobody wants to take you know PE in junior in the junior year now. I mean that you know eleventh grade now becomes more like getting ready for college and taking all those AP classes, but um. That's actually been one of the things that I'm actually kind of against. I mean, I think kids still need, you know, some type of, you know, physical education in ninth and tenth grade, you know, even though they pass, you know, the, the fitness test. Yeah, and again, I'm not a high school teacher, so I can't. It's hard for me to. I can weigh in my, I guess, what I think, but um, I like how some people. I think they they go towards in more individual pursuits, like if you like, because they have like rock climbing walls, or they'll have. Um, you know, just, just different ways of goal set. Maybe they just, they want to, you know, work on their uh, endurance at the, at the track or they want to, um, I know it has to be supervised and everything, but I, I think there's ways that, yes, I agree with you. I want them to, you know, I want them, everybody to keep active, you know, their whole lives, but yeah. obviously that's not the case. Um, <laughs> but I think getting the parents also involved and getting them to understand, like I've had a few, I guess I'll talk about mine though. I've had a few parents say, well, you know, they're going to a whatever baseball tournament this weekend. Can they take it easy at PE? And I'm like, well, you know, first of all, they don't, <laughs> we're not doing anything dangerous that they're going to break their legs or anything like that. And they're not going to get that tired out. I, I, I mean, I wish I, I know I read a paper, I read something or a blog about this where it, it really doesn't, the amount of, let's say, okay, let's go back to baseball, you know, cause I coach baseball, uh, not now, but I did. And it's not like, if they if they get a little if they get their PE in in the morning or afternoon, and then they go to practice, like most of it's they're not going to be so worn out that they can't they can't play in a baseball game. Um, I guess that's my opinion, but um, you know I just try to get the parents to understand that you know I I don't want them just sitting out and doing nothing. That's I don't think that's fair, and I don't think that's good for the kid. Um, but you know I'll definitely work with them and be like, okay, well I'll make sure they don't do anything that's you know, whatever they're going to, not that I would do anything dangerous, but anything that could help, you know, they could hurt their arm if they're pitching that night or if they're, it's kind of, it's kind of rare, honestly, in in elementary school, but I have had a few people say that or a few kids actually just come up to me. Well, I got a gymnastic thing this weekend. So I'm like, well, okay, well you could still participate. (laughs) Like, and usually they, they, they do their best, um, or at least they participate. So when, um, I don't know if you, uh, I know if you have talked to Mike Ginicola, you know, uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's amazing. Yeah. And putting uh, one of his blogs about um, are we grading based on uh, student skills or parent choices? You no, know, right. Right. And and that's actually one uh, when it comes to like having my check-ins with my you know with my manager, you know, I always say that like, she goes like, okay, so how are you grading all these five hundred and plus students, you know, on PE? 
And I always ask her, like, well, you know, are we grading based on student skills or parent choices? You know, because if we're grading based on parent choices, then, you know, I mean, everybody's going to, you know, well, probably about maybe 20% of the kids are probably going to master, you know, you know, all those standards, you know, right? Right, you know, yeah. Like, you know, how to throw and catch because they're athletic. You know, they, you know, they, they, you know, they're very active outside of school, you know, versus the other 80%. I mean, you know, they're not active. I mean, especially right now in this era of, just, you know, technology, 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 you know what I'm saying? But, um, mm. yeah, it's uh, uh, it was a very, like, uh, it's something that really opened my eyes, you know, when I read that article from Jimmy Cola. It's something that is really, like, when assessing students, especially we don't, when we don't, I mean, at least for me, I, I don't see them every day. I don't see the students every day. I, you know, I see them for 80 minutes a week when the requirement is 100 minutes a week, right? Yeah. You know, actually, it's not even 80 minutes. I mean, you know, with the whole transition, and it's probably maybe 60 minutes a, a week, you know, right. of physical activity, you know, from moderate to vigorous physical activity. Yeah. But the other 20 minutes are just like that time, you know, you're like you're listening to something, you're listening mm-hmm. to this positioning, right? When they were supposed to be getting at least 60 minutes of physical activity daily, you know what I'm saying? And, and we don't, you know, we don't, you know, we don't give them that, right? So, yeah. 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 But, um, so, yeah, I mean, some of these definitely were more like that question was a little bit more on the middle to high school uh, range. But, yeah, you know, hopefully we we've answered it. You, you want to do one more bonus question? You got anything? Is there anything else that we, we, we didn't cover or? Uh, I think we pretty much got all of them. I mean, I got co-located campuses. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, we, we have a. Um, uh, like right here, uh, charter schools are, are going with, you know, like sharing with with public school districts, right? So pretty much like public school, like, you know, LA Unified School District schools, they, you know, they don't have, they have bungalows and they use them as space and they rent them to charter schools too. And wow. so, you know, uh, so charter schools usually have elementary PE teachers, right? You know, and, mm-hmm. and and uh, LAUSD Elementary, you know, they don't have PE teachers. You know, their classroom teachers supposed to take them out and have PE. But anyway, it's a it's a challenge too. You know, like you know, like sharing. You know, they do have the space, but they, you know, how am I going to have PE if the other schools having recess? You know, and I can't even talk to, their, you know, their administration. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those those are also challenges too. I I've never been part of that situation before, but you know, I I can't imagine you know what type of Yeah, fortunately, I don't have to deal with that. The only time, like I said, I lose space is when there's uh, poor weather or at the end of the year, um, the like for testing and things, we have to be quiet. So I have to go inside and then figure out where we're going to be. And so for the most part, I don't have to worry about that. So um, but I I think this is a good this is a good talk here. I like I like going through these things because you and I want to help as many people as we can especially the the younger or first or second year teachers i mean or really anybody that is is dealing with this to, to know that they're first of all they're not alone in these these challenges and that there and that there are some answers out there or there's maybe some resources out there um that can help others so uh final words what do you got for us you know communicating and networking with other pe teachers you know what i'm saying so um you know uh, keep you know I, I like that I just, you know, have a question and then we you know, get answers almost instantly. So that's awesome. 
Yeah, thank you again for doing this. I really appreciate putting this together. Thank so, you, David. You know, I, I'm really glad that you're doing something like this. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you and, and doing this uh, again. So we'll have to do this again sometime and, and come up with some more things. So thanks again, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I think we got a lot of um, topics covered uh, over you know a variety of um, things and and just questions that people had, and hopefully that helped. Um, it even helped one or two people. You know that that's that's my goal is to just help as many people as I can, and I know it's his goal too. We want to be a, uh, a force together for the PE world as all of you do as well. So again, I appreciate you being here today, listening in as always go to supersizephysed.com for more information for our newsletter and all the good stuff. You guys and girls from PE nation are incredible. You're awesome. I see you. I see you and you deserve a new beat. So here it is.